0: Tom Brady is divorced. That's the news of the week. Tom Brady's divorced. He's getting divorced. The, the The perfect marriage of thirteen years wasn't so perfect after all. Are we really surprised? Is anyone ever really surprised when celebrities break up with each other? It's it's just it's not surprising. Those I feel like those relationships don't aren't meant to last. They're not they're not constructed that way. You're both if you're both in the public eye like that, something's got to give at some point. I think he was close. He was probably close to being out of the weeds and having a really successful marriage forever. But I think he just pushed Giselle to her breaking point And it just the, it was a straw that broke the camel's back. He, he tells her he's done with football. He's like, I'm done. I'm retiring. He hangs it up. And then he's like, just kidding, which in my opinion is just a terrible move. What are you doing, dude? You're, you're on top. You're going to go down as one of the greatest of all time. If not the greatest quarterback of all time, you're a great athlete. So what else do you have to prove? It's just like I feel like he's institutionalized to, to football. He, he doesn't know anything else. And I think he's probably even admitted it as much or maybe not in so many words. But in other ways, he said something similar like I, my whole life is football. Okay, dude, grow up. <laughs> you made millions of dollars. You had a great run. You played football a majority of your life. Why don't you enjoy your family for a little bit, dude? Put them first for once. You're putting a sport over your family. To me, that's just crazy. It's not worth it. And I think Giselle just had enough. She's like, we've been going through the same song and dance for the last three years. Are you going to retire? Are you not going to retire? Are you going to retire? Are you not going to retire? I'm sure it's a demanding thing. He's gone a lot. He's traveling a lot. He's at practice a lot. He's put a lot of time into that. It's not an easy thing to be on an NFL team. But uh, I don't think he recognized the strain it put on them. Look, I don't know either. I'm not like a relationship expert, and I don't know the ins and outs of what was going on with Tom and Giselle. And I'm not one to really care about celebrity gossip or celebrity beef, but it's just interesting to me because Tom Brady's been around forever. I mean, how old is the guy? Like 45? That's old, dude. He's He's been in the league since I was a, a little child, since I was just a little tyke. Um. So it's it, it's impossible not to pay attention to it. But I feel bad for the family. I feel bad for the kids. They're like, it's an amicable breakup. We're going to share custody of the kids. It wasn't nasty. And... Um, I feel bad for them. The kids don't deserve that. I think that's the worst thing about divorce. That's why I'm so against it if there's kids in the picture. Make it work for the kids. Marriage isn't meant to be easy. It's supposed to be hard. If it was super easy, everyone have the most successful marriage of all time, but you're supposed to put the work in. Divorce shouldn't even be on the table. The, The second they put divorce on the table, it's over. I feel like the way you approach marriage is divorce is never an option. It's not even a thing. If you have kids, in my opinion. Unless there's something egregious, obviously there could be something like your spouse murders your cousin or something. Okay, maybe distance yourself from them. But if you're going through marital problems, and I might eat these words later on in my life. Um, I don't think I will. But you fight through it. You weather the storm. It's also like a push and pull, a give and take kind of thing. And I think Tom was being a little selfish. Little Tommy being a little selfish, doing what's best for him. It's dumb, dude. Now your kids are going to have to grow up in a separated household, and that's tough. I think they're still fairly young. That's not cool. It's because Tommy was uncomfortable. Or maybe Giselle was the one who was uncomfortable with it all. Um, I don't know. Again, I wasn't in the ins and outs of this relationship. I don't know Tom Brady intimately. There could have been other stuff going on that I didn't know about, but I could only imagine that this is what it was. He says he's leaving. He says he's gonna retire, spend more time with his family. Then he's like, just kidding. I can't give this thing away. And dude, that's like the most selfish thing of all time. If that's what you're doing. It is. You gotta put, you gotta learn to put other things before yourself. That's what a marriage is about, being selfless. And that's my opinion on that. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, look at me. I'm wearing a, <laughs> a turtleneck today. It's turtleneck season, guys. It's turtleneck season. I look like Steve Jobs or something, dude. I look like a successful tech guru, an overlord of tech, like Elon Musk. That's who I am now. Who's the new king of tech taking over Twitter? Big controversy going on there. Elon Musk is firing. I think it's like 75% of the workforce, which that's a lot. Uh, Maybe it's not 75. Maybe that's a little high. I could be exaggerating but uh it's something it's something high and people are losing their minds and look i'm of two minds about this elon buying twitter great buy twitter twitter needs to change there's some weird stuff going on there um like i don't love that people could just can just get banned for because they have an opinion on something now you have to moderate things to some degree so let me go on this tangent real quick i do think you have to moderate things to some degree you can't just have like neo-nazis taking over every message board right a small percentage of the people are going to be the loudest right and I think a small percentage like are going to be spewing stuff that's nonsensical however I think they became too they moderated too much and things that they just disagreed with they would just ban people for which I'm not for I know Twitter's a private company they can do what they want but we're kind of in gray area here because it's kind of like a town square that's what Twitter is you're saying your thoughts you're allowed to express yourself why why would we discourage people from expressing themselves if you happen to have radical views okay great let that person have radical views you can unfollow people if you don't like it. You can block people if you don't like it. But also, who's the one to determine what radical is? That's my problem with it. I don't think you should we should have people who control what people say because it, it in some way it is free speech and I do believe in free speech. You should be able to say what you want. And it's just it's it didn't it hasn't sat right with me the way Twitter's handled it. Now, I will preface this by saying I do like I'd like Twitter for like news. If there's a live event happening, people tweet about it. So you can go to that hashtag or that topic page and then you can look at videos if there's like a, uh, a hurricane or there's a, a mass event happening for a speech or, or like a shooting or something you can you can figure out what's going on on Twitter pretty quickly I like it for that I like how you can you know follow certain people and get into these uh, you know the meme accounts and all that I enjoy that um, it's become very political I made a point to unfollow all political people who had anything to do with politics. If you talk about politics, if it's a majority of your tweets, I'm not following you. I don't care. And I used to, the way I had approached it before is I tried to follow people on both the left and the right. I want to get both sides of the argument. That's what I want. I'm more of like a centrist. Okay. So I want to have a unbiased opinion towards these things. And it just became toxic. It was the only thing that was on my feed was these people who tweet all day. They sit at their computer all day and they just tweet all day. They're obsessed with it. That's why they have so many followers. And that's a realization I came to a couple of years ago. I was like, wow, how do you get this many followers on Twitter? You must tweet a lot. And yeah, it's a lot. It's like hundreds of thousands of times. They tweet like a hundred times a day. It's crazy town what some of these people do. And that's just constantly clouds up your timeline and it's not good for you. So I unfollowed all those people. It just, it, mainly my Twitter is just like meme stuff, funny funny things, celebrities, that kind of stuff. Um, I, the only political thing I follow, I follow like the white house, I follow Joe Biden. I think that's pretty much it. But that was another thing that didn't sit right with me. Like I get it. People don't like Trump. You don't want to have Trump on the platform. Okay. Banning him, banning the president of the United States. Is that because you think that's objectively the correct decision to make morally? Or are you doing it because you're being vindictive? And you don't like the guy. And you've wanted to do this for such a long time. And you just wanted to have an excuse to ban him. Because it seems like it's the latter to me. Like having the president of the United States. On all social media platforms. Seems like a pretty critical crucial thing. And having people determine what's okay to say. And what's not okay to say. Who are just working at the company. Seems weird to me. That's all I'm saying. Like the guy. Hate the guy. I don't care what your opinions are on Trump. Or anybody else who got banned from the platform. It's just like. To be banned and have there be no pathway back to redemption, there's no option after that. You're just gone forever. You can't appeal it. It's just done. That seems weird. So Elon taking it over, I think, is probably a good thing. Change it up. Because at the end of the day, some people have been saying like, oh, it's going to be ruined. Okay, ruin it. (laughs) Who cares? It's just an app. It's just a social media app. The only people who are really mad about this in my opinion are the ones who are addicted to it. It's like the stupid independent journalist, the journalist who they use Twitter as like that's their validation is they get in this tiny little echo chamber of all the people that follow them and like them and everyone agrees with them and likes their tweets and it makes them feel important and special. And Elon taking it over, they associate him with like being some kind of um, Republican or something now. So they automatically hate him. They, they think he's like a, a grifter or something or like a fraud, which is funny. And so they don't like him. They don't want him to take it over like he's going to ruin Twitter. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe you're just mad that he decided to make people pay for check marks, which boo-hoo. Oh, no, no. Everyone can have one. Your super secret special little badge that doesn't mean anything. That's what it is, by the way. It doesn't All it does is the whole purpose of a verification badge is to know who's the real person and who's not. So there's no impersonating. That's what the badges were started for. So that if if there was like a Will Farrell account, if Will Farrell was on Twitter, there's a million other fake ones, so you need to know who the real Will Farrell is. That's why verification badges were started. Okay, we all probably knew that. Great. But then when you start giving them to every Tom Dick and Harry, every local Channel 5 news station, I'm John Phillips reporting from Channel 4 News Albuquerque. Okay, now it doesn't mean as much cuz no one's trying to no one's trying to impersonate John from Albuquerque Channel 5 News. No one cares about that. So they're just upset that they are losing their like. The, they're like, well, once everyone has a blue check mark, then no one doesn't it loses its meaning. Yeah, dude, it never had meaning. It just made you feel super secret, special, and warm inside. You know how many accounts I've been to on Twitter where I'm like, I see someone who tweets with a blue check mark. And I'm like, oh, they must be famous or something. Who are they? And they have like a thousand followers. I'm like, and it's like, oh, I wrote an opinion piece for the New York Times once. What? I don't give a shit about you, dude. I don't care. So the blue check mark never meant anything. So if that's your reason for hating Elon, that's stupid. Oh, there's a subscription, $8 a month. Oh my God, you have to pay for this shitty social media site? Oh my God, how will you ever survive, dude? $8? That's nothing. It's a couple cents a day. <laughs> it's a Netflix subscription. And if you're that addicted to Twitter, you should be paying it anyways. I'm not going to be paying that. But I also don't know if Twitter will be around. Apparently, there's, uh, there is a lot of advertisers um, backing out because uh, it's not going to be moderated as much, something like that. Elon's claiming it's, it's due to activist groups pressuring advertisers. I don't know. I don't care. I don't give a shit. I'm here for the chaos. If Twitter ends up not being a thing anymore, great. Another tech app will rise in its place, and it's about time for that. We've had these big social media apps around for too long, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and now TikTok's a big one. Bring back MySpace. (laughs) That's what I want. Bring back MySpace. MySpace is cool. MySpace was fresh. MySpace, you could customize your own page by coding it yourself, adding your own HTML code or whatever the hell we were doing back then and put music on your page. That was cool. That was groundbreaking. Tom was our friend. You at least had one friend and it was Tom and you could count on Tom. Tom wasn't trying to sell your data. Tom wasn't trying to market towards you. Tom wasn't trying to ban you, he just wanted everyone to have fun and have a nice time And I respect Tom, and Tom's living the best life now I think he's, he just takes pictures and has fun, he has like a photography page on Instagram or something He's living the life Tom's the man So bring that stuff back Is it the worst thing in the world if we lose Twitter? It'd probably be a net good thing Like if Elon bought Twitter just to shut it down First of all, that'd be like the most baller move on the planet but secondly, I think the world will become a better place. So if it does fail, which I don't think it will, he'll figure out something. It'll become weird. Um, then uh, if he does fail, fine. Another one, will, another app will come. Another reason it might fail too is a, like he's laying off a lot of the workforce or a lot of people are quit. I would imagine some of them would try to sabotage it. I think a bunch of people got um, uh, notifications today. And everyone was like about if you're fired or not. And everyone's like, oh, that's terrible. He's going to get sued to oblivion. Okay. Like there's some people who are so obsessed with other people that they start making it like their own personality, which is annoying. Like who cares? Why why do you let Elon bother you so much? Who gives a shit? I think for the world, I think he's probably net positive. I think he's probably a better thing, better positive force for the world than not. People talk shit about him all the time but there's more Teslas on the road than ever. I know he didn't invent that company, but he bought it and he's made made it better and more he's run the company well. Same thing with Starlink. That's a great company. Wi-Fi to people in rural areas and maybe all over the world at some point, anywhere you want. That's a that's a good thing. SpaceX. Those have you seen those rockets? They're incredible. He the guy's running like and then he has the Boring Company. Which I don't know how good that is. I don't know enough about it. But the guy's like four companies. That's a hard thing to do. And we got to give him a little credit. People, people love hating billionaires in this world. They're not all evil. Okay? I know it's easy to have this view of billionaires. Like they're the worst people on earth because they have money. And it's easy to hate people who have money because you're jealous of them. That's what it is. You're jealous. If you hate people who are rich, you're jealous. If you hate people who have a better, better life than you, you're jealous. Doesn't mean they're bad people. means you're jealous. And I think a lot of people are jealous of Elon. I'm not. His life looks like it sucks, dude. Yes, you're a billionaire, but at what cost? At what cost? You're in the public eye constantly. You're like a prisoner. You can't leave your house. He has four companies to run. And this is the other thing that annoys me. Yes, he's the CEO of a couple companies, or maybe not. I don't know. He runs them. I don't know how it works, okay? But that's beside the point. The point is CEOs don't have the easiest jobs on the planet. People love to be like, oh, why do CEOs get paid so much more than your average minimum wage worker? Oh, I don't know. Because they're running the company? <laughs> How does this not make sense to you, dude? How does this not make sense to people? They're running the company. Do you know the politics involved? Do you know the relationships you have to have? Do you know the burden that falls on you if something goes wrong? You know, you're liable for a lot of this stuff that happens. You're the face of the company, and you have unbelievable amounts of stress. Your emails will go crazy every day. You have to have someone else running your schedule. You never really have a free moment to yourself. The weight of the world's on your shoulders, unless you're a sociopath, which I do think there are some CEOs who are sociopaths who genuinely don't care, but I don't think it's a majority. I think it's a lot of stress, and it's a lot of anxiety about what's going to happen next. Where can we take the company? How does this look on me? If I screw up this decision, that stays with you forever. People write a bad article about you. You have to lay off employees. You do it in a not very tactful way. That falls back on you. You're constantly being criticized. It's not an easy thing to get to that point. Getting up to, to be a CEO is hard enough. The relationships you have to build with people, the long hours you have to put in, you earned it in most cases. Okay, You earned it. But I don't think it's as pleasant as a job as everyone seems to think it is. Being a CEO of a company is not just all sunshine and rainbows. Yes, you get paid a lot, but the stress is also a lot higher, which is why I would never want to do it. A lot of people, like when I was in college, the whole thing with guys, if you're in a fraternity, it's like, oh, I'll be a CEO. I want to be a CEO. Run my own company. Sounds great. (laughs) Yeah, sounds great on paper. Then try doing it for a little bit. Doesn't appeal to me at all. I don't want to do that unless it was a very small company and I'd be like, yeah, there's four employees. I'm CEO and then we have a COO, a CSO, a CRO and a C R whatever CTO. OK, that's another example. That would be the only way I would do it. Running this uh, ma- a massive company with 40,000 employees, something like that. It's too much pressure, dude. You don't really get much time to yourself. And some people, maybe they're cut out for it. I'm not. I'm not one of those people. But all I'm saying, my whole point here, is it's not as easy a life as everyone seems to think it is. And I'm not sitting here being like, oh, feel bad for the billionaires. No, that's not what I'm saying. But it's like they're willing to do something that a lot of people aren't willing to do. And because of that, you should be rewarded as such, especially if you started the company, especially if you've been at the company a long time, you've worked your way up or you worked your way up at some other company, and then you got an opportunity to go to another company as CEO. You earned it. And I don't think it's always the most fair process in the world, but I think relatively speaking, it's fairly fair. <laughs> Would you want to be a CEO, dude? Would you want to do this? Would you want to be a billionaire? I don't know. I don't feel like your life changes that much after a certain point of, uh, of making money. I feel like after you make a couple million, once you have that financial stability and that financial security, your life doesn't change that much. How much could it possibly change? Yes, you could own a yacht, okay? You could pay for vacations easily, no problem. But like I don't need excessiveness. Like even when, I, when I'm when i able to afford a house and get a house, I just want a regular house. I don't need a mansion. That doesn't appeal to me. I don't want a huge compound with like tennis courts and pools and all that. No, that's I, that doesn't interest me. I don't want that. I don't even want a yacht. I don't want to have to worry about owning a boat. I want to have a friend who has a yacht. That's what I want. After you have a couple million and you have that financial security, it just it doesn't seem like your life would change that much. So stop being jealous <laughs> if that's what you are. But we'll see. We'll see what Elon does. We'll see if he takes it in a good direction. We'll see if he runs it into the ground. I, again, I don't care, frankly. I don't give a shit. Let him run it into the ground. Why are people pretending like it's the biggest deal if, like, if Twitter sticks around or not? It's toxic, dude. It's bad for people. And that's that. Anyway. Have you guys seen this Daryl Brooks trial? I wish I had like a compilation of all the clips. Um, This guy Daryl Brooks is – he's the guy who drove his car through the Waukesha parade. I think he killed like six people. Not a good dude. Okay. But he – his trial just ended and – It's one of the weirdest trials (laughs) in history. It'll go down as one of the weirdest, craziest trials in history because this guy, if you're not familiar, look him up on YouTube or TikTok or something. There's a million clips of him. I could sit here and do a whole episode on it. There's so many. He He decided after murdering six people, essentially, I'm sure they called it manslaughter or whatever. He decided to represent himself in the trial. Whoops. That's not smart. He fired his his public defenders and wanted to defend himself because he thought his attorneys weren't doing a very good job, Uh, which is absolutely insane. So I want to see if we can pull up a clip of him saying that. I think we have that here. Let's play this real quick.
1: So if you are allowed to represent yourself in this case, sir, you will not have attorneys assisting you. If I let them withdraw, they're gone from this case. Do you understand that?
2: I think I will probably be better served representing myself.
1: The state of Wisconsin has spent more than a week presenting its case against Daryl Brooks. He's accused of killing six people and wounding subject.
0: Uh, let's skip here.
1: Uh, indicate to this court that you will conduct yourself, um, with courtesy and decorum. Are you willing so, to do that, sir?
2: Is, the, is your honor willing to tell me why I'm being held in contempt?
1: <laughs> now you may recall.
0: Not quite. <clears throat> He so he 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 decides to represent himself. Big disaster, okay, huge disaster because the guy's an idiot, to put it nicely. He he is so dumb. I, I think his IQ is probably like seventy, and that's maybe even being uh, generous. His whole defense is that he's he said uh, it's his Sixth Amendment right. I think to face his accuser, you have the right to face your accuser, and since it's the state of Wisconsin who is prosecuting him, he's saying that's not a person, that's an entity. Since that's not a real person, this doesn't make any sense, essentially, which that argument doesn't make any sense. The second thing is he's a sovereign citizen. Okay? Sovereign citizens are people who believe that they are not a citizen of any country. They do not have to follow the rules of any country. They are their own private things. Okay? So they don't have to follow the rules. And one of the arguments they like to make is when they're in court, The sentencing documents, the whatever they're called, have the person's name, the defendants, in capital letters. Okay, I'm not making this up. Capital letters. And he says that's not him on the papers because that's not how he spells his name. He doesn't spell his name in all capital letters. His name might be the same name, Daryl Brooks, but his name on his driver's license is in lowercase letters. I'm not making this up. This is how stupid this guy is. Stupid. And there's a billion highlights you can have. So one of them is um, he doesn't know how to shut up. He has no he has no respect for the court. This poor judge, I think what she's trying to do is she lets him talk a lot, which you'll notice in this, because he uh, he's going to try to claim mistrial essentially and say he wasn't treated fairly because he's representing himself. He didn't know certain things and that the judge wouldn't let him speak enough, blah, blah, blah. And I think she's just trying to make it a speedy trial to make it like an open and closed case because she just wants it to be over with. So she's trying to be nice to him so that he cannot claim mistrial and that it all just gets done. The jury makes their verdict. He's that way in jail forever. So she lets him talk a little bit more than she should. I don't know the exact rules behind being a judge, obviously, but that's what it seems like she's doing. And I think maybe a little too much. I think she gives him a little too much leeway, but uh, yeah, she lets him talk a little too much. Here's one of the clips of the prosecutor talking about his past criminal history, where he had sex with a minor, 16 year old, and the prosecution brings that up and he flips out. Pointing out that not only does the defendant not live with the child in question, he doesn't live with any of the other children that he has. He impregnated Erica Patterson when she was a minor in Nevada in for doing so- Oh, he, he impregnated her, statutory dude. For ...sexual seduction, pled guilty in March of 2007 to that felony offense and is a sex offender on the registry as a result. So if there's any causation that would
2: lead to Erica Patterson being a bad mom, Mr. Brooks has a direct role in that causation. And that's furthermore to that. I'm not because there. that's a lie. Let him at finish. We're we gonna open the Mr. door Brooks. on that no, since he wanna make a record and not be accurate. So let's be accurate all on the record since you think you know so much. Look at this guy. Once so again, we can, Mr. Brooks is on, being loud, we can open the door on how old she told me she was. Interrupting.
1: When we, we can ask He's, that question to him. Over the top you animated. Mr. Brooks, I'm ordering you to sit down and to let this be. No, this not I'm not
2: going to sit here and let somebody be inaccurate on the record and lie on the record. Right,
1: under Illinois versus Allen, I've warned him repeatedly he's being removed from the courtroom. Um, and you know what? Let me dial that back. We're just going to take an early lunch, one hour, we'll be back. And uh, unless he brings that letter, and, and he can show it is He's such a child, dude. And under Talks 11, to i to himself the cross you, where, you, where, what you. were the in recess, one hour. Time, Get your
2: facts straight.
0: Insane.
2: So let's, let's open the door on uh, all of He keeps going. Keep all of it on the record. Since you think you know so much, you did, did you know she said she was
0: eight? He thinks he knows more than the judge. He doesn't know how the legal system works. He thinks he knows more. He's just just shouted at her, screaming at her, yelling at her. With all due
2: respect, did the state have to put their witnesses in order?
0: Okay, so the way he talks is the most annoying thing. This piece of shit. It's like talking down to them as if he knows. He knows all the rules. They don't know. They're doing it wrong. They haven't done this their entire life. What a moron.
1: Tell me. It's irrelevant what the state did. Did they have to do that? They didn't need your assistance to do that. Did they have to do it? No, they didn't, I have, didn't have to, have to, to be
2: provided it. with, we're going to call this witness at this time, but they're and this able witness at this time, they didn't, didn't have to do that. So why should I have and accommodate to accommodate
1: their schedules? This is not about you. It's not about the state. It's about the witnesses. It's about and what's ability. fair. It's
2: about what's fair.
1: No, frankly, sir, it's about you trying to control what's happening in this. court. How, how How am I controlling? What's that? I'm the one shackled
2: to the table with, so an, uh, here's the with a shock device on my 9:54. ankles. So how's I'm trying to control anything?
1: I'm, I just want this I'm to be
2: fair. To- and it hasn't been fair mr
1: brooks see he's fair. trying to claim no, it's that
0: it's not, not fair it have to
2: do something that they don't have to do how's that fair
1: it's fair explain to me how that's like fair process that it has been set up to frankly help you no it's, it's
2: not helping this me by it's helping court. it's helping the state no, by being able to say if we know the time and we you know the person not, and I we know this to... then we can be prepared so We'll already be ready. Mr. Bruce, that was the whole aim of
1: it. And I would have had her come in later. You didn't want to answer that question. I
0: mean, I don't want to listen to it anymore. We could listen to these all day. I've watched a million of these videos. And I encourage you to go watch them if you haven't. Because it's nuts. This guy's cuckoo. He also has the emotional intelligence of a 10-year-old. It's insane. He also murdered six people, dude. The fucking balls on this guy. Insane. Either way, spoiler alert, he's locked up. He's done. The jury found him guilty. It was a fascinating case to watch. But uh, yeah, Daryl Brooks is a moron. I think that's a, a fair way of summing all this up, dude. I, I, I don't know. I think a lot of people already knew about that, but if you didn't know about it, maybe uh, go check it out.
2: And treat this like a joke or a game. I never said it was a what joke. Type, what type, what Listen, type, Listen,
0: of- the way he's yelling at the judge, I, I don't know how he gets away with that. It's crazy. I guess she could hold him in contempt, but then it would just delay the, the case even more. What
2: type of statement is that? Mr. Your life is not on the line. Mine is. And you think that I, I think am- this is...
0: Yeah, you killed six people, dude. That's why your life is on the line, you moron.
1: Freddy? I don't think it's funny whatsoever. So, I so I think, Your Honor, with all due respect, I think you so should show some respect. we're gonna take respect. a five-minute break, and when we come back, the jury's coming out,
0: and you're going to jail, you cretin! Oh my god, dude, the world we live in. This this world we live in is crazy. All right, should we go to Reddit? We'll go to Reddit and we'll do some questions, and then we'll uh, enjoy our weekend. How about that? So let's give some advice to some strangers on the internet. Uh, My 25 family wants to eat in separate rooms this Thanksgiving. Oh boy, this is juicy. Just for background, my parents are still very panini cautious, washing groceries, wearing gloves. Oh, like Corona cautious. Washing groceries, wearing gloves, double masking everywhere, the whole shebang. I recently moved out and they also had a recent meltdown where they learned I dropped the rest of their precautions now that I'm in my own place. They invited me over for Halloween and were surprised and disappointed when I declined. But I'd rather hang out this Halloween alone. They're just giving out candy. I'm sorry, not giving it out, but putting it in a bowl in the front porch that tells the kids to take two pieces and staying inside where I'd have to wear a face covering around them anyways. They also expect me to come over for Thanksgiving. I asked them what they had planned for me to do precaution wise, and they said we can all eat in separate rooms and then we will watch a movie together. We can wear face coverings in the family room. I'm sorry, but that does not seem appealing to me. I know the joy of visiting my family should beat all that and I should just put up with it, but it all seems ridiculous. I'm on the verge of saying no to Thanksgiving this year. I know they will have a super ultra meltdown. Um, Yeah, don't go. This is pretty simple. I know you're 25, female, but this is, I mean, I wouldn't go. Sorry, dude. People who are still this crazy about Corona, they belong in a loony bin. Double masking, washing your groceries, dude. That's so two years ago. (laughs) You also have mental problems. You're on the same IQ level as Daryl Brooks. If that's the the seriousness you're taking Corona, especially for a family member, dude, just test. Be an adult. Take a test if you're that worried about it. That's all you have to do. And yes, for this woman, like, of course, you're going to tr- you're going to feel bad about it. Initially, you're still pretty young. It sounds like you just moved out of the house. You're going to deal with some blowback from your family, but they need to learn at some point. you got to create boundaries with your family at some point when you get older, when you move out of the house. You go through these tough things and have tough conversations with your family, but it's good for you at the end of the day. Unless your family is a complete toxic piece of shit people, it helps you grow because you embrace your own individuality, and they have to learn to embrace it too. And this is a perfect example of how to do that. No, I'm not doing it. Sorry, I'm not playing by your rules anymore. I don't live in your house. If you would like to hang out, then we can do it in a way that's rational and comfortable. So I can actually spend time with you. Otherwise, why don't we just get on Zoom? If we're all going to sit in separate rooms for Thanksgiving, what's the point of me even coming over? There is no point, spoiler alert. It just ruins the vibe. You can go do a Friendsgiving somewhere else, even though I hate the term (laughs) Friendsgiving. Gives me the creeps. I don't like that term. But it's pretty simple. Don't go. If you lived really far away, too, like, if you had to travel really far to see your family and they make you sit in separate rooms. Uh, what? What? No. It's not worth it, dude. Shitty families and, like, that's a... Also, Thanksgiving's kind of a weird holiday anyways. Who gives a shit? You got Christmas in a month. But also, your parents need to learn. The only time they're going to learn about this stuff is through you. Their friends probably think they're crazy, too, by the way. It's not good for you. It's not healthy to live like that. That's the other thing. As precautious as you want to be, you're going to get sick at some point. You can't avoid all illnesses forever. And I know COVID affects people different ways, but it doesn't seem to affect people as bad as we thought it would in the beginning. Okay? And... To have those same kind of precautions is not healthy for you mentally. It's not good to live your entire life like that. So I think you'd be, she'd be doing her parents a favor by not going and telling them why. Stand your ground. Stand up for what you believe in and what you, what's going to make you feel comfortable and happy. Um, my family aren't inviting my fiancé for Christmas because we're both men. I'm not sure how to raise it with him. My fiancé and I are men in our early 30s. He's the first man I've had feelings for or been in a serious relationship with, which could be relevant. We were friends first, and my family loved him. They actually invited him for Christmas when we were friends, so I know this isn't about anything other than disproving of our disapproving of our relationship. Christmas is a big deal in my family. The whole extended family is there, including partners. I automatically assumed my partner would be there. My family were awkward about our relationship at first, but I really thought they were coming around. However, my mom who always hosts, has told me he isn't invited, shitty move, because older relatives won't be comfortable and it might ruin their day. I'm from quite a typical African family and they aren't exactly open-minded. My parents aren't too bad, but they are very image conscious. My siblings are a mixed bag. My fiance and I haven't really discussed Christmas, so it's not as though I told him he's coming and he was excited about it or anything. I was kind of excited though. I'm disappointed that it won't be happening, but I'm even more disappointed that my family don't accept us. Obviously, I'm not going without him. I told my mom this, but she thinks I'm being silly and will change my mind. I don't know how to tell my fiance. He's going to be so hurt when I tell him... I'm not going either. He's going to feel guilty. Anytime my friends or family have had an issue with us being together, he's just ended up feeling bad because he feels like he's causing problems in my relationships. I know he's going to say he wants me to go to my family Christmas without him. Christmas is already a difficult time for him because he has no family. Literally none. I think the situation's going to make him feel even worse. I don't know what the best way to handle it is. I don't think there's any way to avoid hurting him, but I want to at least make it easier on him. I was wondering about us maybe going away somewhere, but that might make him feel guilty too. Any advice would be appreciated." Uh, yeah, don't go. So many of these issues come up when uh, around uh, holiday time, and it just tells you how turbulent so many family family relationships are. I feel like I've been pretty lucky with my family um, in terms of all, my direct family and my relationship with them over the course of my life. Um, and that, always, that might change later on, but I haven't had to run into anything like this. This seems like a tough uh, situation, but there's a couple things here. One, just don't go. If your mom thinks she's going to change your mind, she's not going to, and you just need to be – uh, adamant about that That's my opinion um, I would also be like Look He's my fiance Okay it, it, Like In any other circumstance Like if I If it was a straight relationship She wouldn't have a problem with it Because It would be ridiculous to assume You can't bring your Fucking fiance To a Christmas thing I know your family's important to you But again This is like the same One before You have You have To 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 do things like this that are difficult decisions in order to make that relationship with your family grow and become stronger. And if it doesn't, too bad. Because you're doing what's right for you at the end of the day. And fuck your extended family. Who cares what... If your parents really care that much about image, they're not They're not great people. That's, that's how I feel about it. They're not willing to back up their son. What your mom should do is be like, just come to our place, we'll just have a thing at our place. Great. Problem solved if they already like him. They might be disapproving of the image, which... Well, We can work on that. That's also a separate problem on its own. But if she's not willing to do that, then yeah, go somewhere on your own. That's what I would do. And if your fiance feels bad about that, who cares? You got to live your life, dude. Not everyone's going to agree with every decision you make in life. That's just the reality of the world. And family's a tough thing. But the older I get, the more I realize extended family doesn't really matter all that much. In fact, it matters not at all, especially when they're judging you on your uh, lifestyle or uh, they have their opinions on you. Like, Beth, that's something Beth and I went through with my extended family, with my wedding. I don't give a shit what any of them think. I could not possibly care less. And if my parents started taking their side because they didn't want them to feel uncomfortable, I'd be like, bye. You're, You're taking your shitty family over your son, your direct family. And that's what's important. People have a tough time, I think, adjusting to things like this because they're not equipped to deal with them. It's something that's not in their purview. They haven't had to deal with situations like this before. And it sounds like you come from a pretty traditional family who isn't used to being around gay couples and they're not super open-minded to it. And older people have a tougher time changing their minds on things. That's the other thing with all this is like they have a tough time accepting that life is actually a, a lot different than the way they thought it was in their own head and the way that they were raised to believe life is. And the older people get, the more set in their ways they become, so it's harder for them to change their mind, which is why I think it's so important to constantly be challenging yourself, constantly make yourself uncomfortable so that you grow as a person and it won't be that hard to adjust to these things as as life goes on because the only constant thing that's going to happen in life, the only constant thing is change. That's the only thing that you can count on happening, whether it's with culture, technology, society, family, whatever it is. It's, there's change coming, and we need to get used to it. I'm terrified of being someone like this, like someone like these parents who are – they're not super open-minded. They're afraid of what other people think. They don't want to be challenged in their thought. They just want to keep the status quo. Well, just don't bring him because that's going to put us off. That's going to going to make us look bad or feel weird or make your aunts and uncles feel weird or your cousins feel weird. Just, 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 let's, let's, let's just not do it. Let's avoid the conflict. No, wrong. It's a wrong way to go about things. It's such a pussy way to live your life. Anyways, Beth is calling me, uh, so my train of thought has now been ruined. But, um, yeah, I don't think – I will call you right back, honey. I um, I don't think that's a good way to live, and I think people need to learn how to adapt and how to change their mind. You should be changing your mind on something all the time. Every six months, every year, every two years, find something to change your mind on. It's important. That's how you grow as a person. Challenge your own thoughts and beliefs. And then sometimes you need to force other people in your life to to, to, to challenge their own beliefs. You need to do it by the decisions that you make. And this is a perfect decision right here. I've gone through stuff in my life before that's challenged my parents and the way they view me and my life. But at the end of the day, we came out stronger and better and more close to one another because I was honest with them. And I told them how I felt about the situation and how I was going to move forward. And they respected me because of it. And it's, I've had the same thing with my extended family. I had a tiff with my grandparents and I don't know that we're ever going to speak anytime soon. (laughs) That might be done, but at least I say true to myself and I believe in what I believe. And I stuck to my guns and I'm happy with my life. I'm super happy with my life. So, and I think that's how everyone would feel if you just are honest with yourself and do what you truly believe is right for you. So not to get too sappy towards the end here. So Reddit poster, whoever you are, obvious build 7826. <laughs> but that's how I feel. Anyways, we're running over time here. So guys, we got to go. Hopefully you enjoyed today's episode. If I see you around, great. Say hi to me. Um, there's probably some changes coming to the show soon. I might start uploading these to YouTube, starting a new channel, channel doing some stuff like that. So we have the new camera now. The new computer's working. So the tech issue should be fixed. I would like to start doing more green screen stuff soon. This room is going to change soon. The background of this is going to change. Maybe a whole new setup. I don't know. But that's fun. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It's just me talking into nothingness. <laughs> um, and I know a couple of you said you wanted to be on the show. So maybe we'll have some some more friends on the show. Maybe some more friends and family. Keep things interesting. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But we will see you guys next time. Uh, have a great week. Have a great weekend. Hopefully you enjoyed this on your walk, your run, your lunch break, your drive in the car. And uh, we'll talk to you later next time. Have a nice uh, Have a nice time. See you later. Bye.